broken. It's been smashed on the ground. You followed Justine's advice. You detoxed. You blocked his mom. You blocked his aunt. And now your heart is repaired. And you're ready to get back out there. You go to the app store. You download Hinge. You download Bumble. Or even better, you take Alyssa's quiz and find out which dating app is the best for you. Hello. That's so smart. And now smooth sailing. So we called in the expert for all you people that are ready to get back out there. Alyssa Deneen, she is a dating expert and the founder of Style My Profile. She helps people, men and women, curate their profiles for online dating, helps with everything from hairstyles and clothes and photos. And she just is so smart when it comes to this. Yeah, I think I learned a lot from her today. I talked about this in the episode, but so many things that she talked about, I think that people don't realize. And also just knowing that like, if you're on a dating app and you're not maybe having like the best, most successful, most fun time ever, a lot of other people are going through that with you. So I think this episode is just really informative for pretty much anyone out there, any ages. If you have a mom or dad or a friend that's like divorced and they're a little bit older, I would encourage you to tell them about this episode because she kind of talks a lot about people who are divorced. Mm-hmm. She has so many services that she offers. I was very impressed. I know. It's it's crazy how much actually goes into making a good dating profile. And it really is true. Like you hear people say the same things like, hey, what's up? Like you don't re- want to respond to that. And she had some great conversation starters that I'm excited for people to hear. Yeah. For me personally, like I don't know if this is a wrong thing to say, but – I love going on dates because it's like, you know, free meal and you get to do fun stuff. Like, oh my God, I know. A lot of people are like, ew, I would never date someone unless I'm like, they're like my type and I'm attracted to them if I meet them on the app. And I've, I guess I have never really, I haven't gone on a a handful of dates from dating apps, but just like kind of like random dates in general that I was kind of like typically wouldn't go on. I ended up having like the best time. I'll tell you like quickly my favorite, my favorite one. Um, I met this guy at my work. I meet a ton of guys at my work, actually, in Hawaii. But I met this guy at my work probably in, like, August or September. And he was in town alone for, like, a triathlon or something. Um, Or, no, it was, like, a Spartan race. It was something very specific. But he came in, and he was by himself, and he asked me if I was doing anything later. And, like, I wasn't particularly, like, trying to really date at that time. But he got tickets to the Van Gogh Museum, which is, like, that – traveling museum that's like popping up in all the big cities and I ended up going with him to that museum and and then after went to this really awesome dinner place and it was like one of my favorite dates I've ever been on because it was so unique and like something I never would have just like done by myself probably would never have even done it with my friends you know so Mm -hmm. even if you're not trying to you know get wifed up like tomorrow you can still have a really good experience on dating apps and I think that's an important thing we talked about today. Yeah, and I honestly think that you should always say yes to a date unless you just, like, hate that person or there's something really bad about them because it's good practice, you know? Like, why not? Why not go have a drink and just talk with someone? You never know. Like, you can meet a great friend or, like, work connection or you just never know. And so I feel like it's it's good to always keep an open mind. Absolutely. What are your favorite online dating apps? Do you use them and which are your favorite? Um, really the only ones that I've ever used like more than for like a hot second would be Hinge. And I think I also had Bumble for a second as well. 
I but I think Hinge, I feel like for me and like my friends and the people I talk to like the most used. I think like Alyssa talked a lot about liking Tinder, but I feel like with my age being 22, Tinder is a place that a lot of people are just looking for like a hookup, you know, mm-hmm. like people literally put on their bio like in Hawaii for a week trying to find someone to like fuck. I'm like, hey, you know what? At least they're honest about what they want. Yeah, no, I told Perry that one time. I was like, someone's bio was like, not looking for anything serious, just looking for someone to like mess around with. And we were like, ew, <laughs> disrespectful. And then I was like, actually, that's very honest. Because a lot of these guys are probably on here fronting like they want like a, a wifey, but really they just want like <laughs> someone to Netflix and chill with. So I don't know. I think Hinge is probably the only one that I've like consistently used. Yeah, what about you? Um, I'm currently not using dating apps and I'm not a big dating app user in the past I haven't been but um I did I've never used Bumble because I don't I'm really traditional in the fact that I don't like to be the one to make the first move we kind of talk about that during the episode I think that a guy should do that um for me but I did use Hinge last summer when I was in LA for two months just to meet people and um I actually did go on a really fun riot date we went to a rooftop and had drink or not yeah it was on raya we went to um uh we went to drinks on a rooftop and then we went and played pool and that was really fun raya yeah let's say raya is different you know yeah yeah yeah. so that was that was through raya so i was on raya that was interesting because you meet people like every person that you see is like from all over like it's not by location yeah I'm actually like low-key kind of pissed at Raya because they never accepted my <laughs> like my membership. <laughs> like Raya is a is an app that you have to apply for and like have some I don't know if you have to like have some kind of like clout or like status or what, but you have to like have a certain qualification. But also I think when I applied for Raya, I was like twenty. So maybe they were like, This is a an infant and she shouldn't be on Raya. I don't know. I'm gonna try again. Yeah, I don't I honestly don't really know how Raya works, but yeah, I like using that one because um, it is, like, guys from all over, which is interesting. Just to honestly just remind yourself, like, hey, there are cool guys out there, even if you're not seeing them in yeah. your city. We were having this combo the other day, but, like, just sometimes you meet a guy and he might live, like, super far away or, like, it doesn't work out right now. But just meeting a guy who's awesome and treats you really well and you do fun things with – is if anything just restores your faith in the male population mm-hmm. as a whole totally. and helps you realize that they're not all like terrible, you know? Totally. So I actually matched with a guy on Raya and he didn't live here. And then he was a musician and he came to Nashville and we like went to this show together and that was really cool. And I got to invite my friends. And so that was fun. Um, but yeah. And it's just good to meet people and kind of get into the groove of, talking with different people yeah absolutely and I think I feel like you specifically but also I kind of like the way this before but like I remember you used to kind of shit on the dating apps a little bit you did I did and I think that's that's normal I think a few years ago dating apps were like honestly weird it was like match.com and like farmers only (laughs) and people were like that's weird but now it's so normal and it's 
I know a lot of people who have met through Tinder, like even Bumble, like BFF, which I think. Oh we didn't yeah, really I actually know a lot of Bumble BFF success yeah, stories. We didn't talk about Bumble BFF in this episode because naturally, like we were talking about dating. But I actually have like a lot of friends in Hawaii who've met their best friends who like. Blaine met Sophia on Bumble BFF and now Blaine is my best friend and so is Sophia because they met on Bumble BFF. So, you know, even if you're not looking to date someone, maybe you can still learn some tips from this episode for like how to find like a best friend or something. Oh, yeah. And going back to the Raya thing, like I don't know about you, but I've never really liked someone that lived in the same city as me. Every single guy that I've ever had some sort of relationship with, they live in a different city and sometimes even like a different continent. Yeah, I'm, like, crying in the club because I love someone who's, like, a seven-hour plane ride. I'm, like, come to me. I literally told – I was – we were playing tennis last night, me, Julia, and Perry. Um, also, I, like, will go into that. But basically, I've started playing tennis. We've created a tennis league called Waikiki Tennis Friends, WTF. We've been love practicing. It. But we were playing tennis last night, and I was talking about, like, you know, I'm really going to start manifesting, like, my – you know, about guys. And, like, I really hope – the next guy like lives close to me because I always like boys who are far away and it's it's terrible I didn't realize until recently how high physical touch ranked on my list of love love languages I've always thought I was words of affirmation and acts of service like 100% which I am but physical touch is really important to me too just like being close to someone yeah, people always like to say, oh, yeah, my love language is like acts of service and words of affirmation. Okay, well, guess what? It's probably gifts and physical touch, and you're just too scared to say it. <laughs> but I'll say it. Physical touch and gifts are my favorite <laughs> out of the love languages. Like, I honestly don't really care for your words of affirmation. I want you to give me a hug and then give me flowers. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> okay, let's talk about our week really quick. I, okay, I'll start with my low. My lows is I've just worked like a lot this week because um, I talked about last week how I had gone back to work because of my two month leave of absence. Basically, I had like a fake maternity <laughs> leave. I was gone for so long. Um, so yeah, I went back to work this week. So I've been working a lot, but it's honestly been good to kind of have a routine again. So like finding a high in that low a little bit there. Um, yeah, my high I would say would be my tennis playing that I've been doing lately. I told this on my Instagram story, but basically, so Drew and Aaliyah, two of our best friends here live a few blocks down. They have this really amazing, like their apartment building is like a resort. They have like a tennis court and a garden, all these koi fish everywhere. And so they invited us to come play tennis with them, but they only had two rackets. So we kind of were like, two of us would sit out and two people would play and we'd like rotate in and out. Well, these guys, like this big group of people who were playing next to us saw that I guess we didn't have four rackets and they came over and were like here's two rackets like if you guys want them we were like that's so sweet and then when we were ending our game we walked over to hand them the rackets back and the guy was like oh uh, I went up to my apartment and we have like tons of rackets and here's two that we don't use a lot you guys can just have them which is so weird so sweet and like just like a genuinely like sweet thing to do like something that wasn't for like any other purpose than just to be nice and Perry on our walk over to play tennis was like I really feel like a lot of good things are coming our way. And, like, while we were playing tennis, I was like, we should go on Facebook Marketplace. Like, we were, like, basically speaking it into existence. We are like, good things are coming. Isn't it funny how manifesting makes it into every episode? Like, you really do manifest your life and good yeah. things like that happening. Yeah. Yeah, even Alyssa talked about manifesting coaches that she uses today. But, um, yeah, we were, like, speaking it so much, I think, without even realizing, like, good things are coming. We're going to get rackets. We want to play all the time. This is so fun. And then 
here's two rackets. And so since we got our rackets, we've been playing a couple of times a week. Like I worked last night and I got off at like seven and then at eight I went and played. And it was like so nice because normally I would just kind of come home and like lay in bed. But we have like a new little activity. And a little, a new little- Wait, speaking of manifesting, we never even talked about us getting those random checks on the same day. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe we never talked about this. Okay, I'll give us I'll, I'll give it like a little brief summary. So basically it was the day I got back to Hawaii and Allie sends me a text. Or no, okay, it goes even deeper than that. So we did our in, okay, we did our giveaway on our Instagram for our podcast for the Revolve gift card, right? Mm-hmm. So we both had to Venmo fifty dollars for the like a hundred dollar gift card. And Allie sends me I don't even know if you thought about it like this, but Allie sends me a picture. She's like, oh my gosh, look what I just got in the mail after we both gave $50. Like, Oh, yeah. Like I didn't 50- even think about that being yeah. a part of it. Well, I thought about it because I was just like, I mean, for me, I had like spent all this money at home and hadn't been working. So I was kind of like, ugh, $50. Like, I get home and I have a check from a doctor's office that my last appointment there was in like September 2019. So it's been a long time. And it was like a reimbursement for something so random, just out of nowhere. Yeah. And so I text, you texted to me and I I text you back word for word, like, OMG, I hope there's a check in my mailbox or something like that. And so Perry had the mail key and she gets the mail and brings it back up. And I have all these like letters that all kind of looked like bills, like it didn't, or like, you know, insurance letters and stuff. And I almost threw them all away and said for one of them was like urgent, open, inside and I was like okay I opened mine up and I had a check the same day for literally the same amount that Allie had for an insurance reimbursement that I had no idea why I even received that so it was so crazy like Allie got it I and yeah anyways there's our little manifesting thing um but yeah there's my high low of the week too what about you Al wait what was your low my low is just like working a lot Oh, that's right. That's right. So I was doing so many things when Erica was here. It was like activity every single day. And then I had to go back to work and I was like, hmm. I'm going to keep mine very simple, pretty basic. But my high is the last couple of nights I have taken a bath and gotten really into cheer season two. It's so good. I want to watch it. So good. Very invested in that. And then I think my low is I've been trying to eat healthy and been like, Kind of doing like three quarters 30, so not really whole 30, but just some some 30. And I stocked my kitchen with healthy foods. I went to the grocery store, got all these berries and blackberries, blueberries, all these things. And I home edited my fridge a while back. So I have those like clear containers that says like fruit, produce, whatever. And I stocked it all up and then I dropped the box of berries and it went everywhere. And do you know what a bitch it is to clean up blueberries? Uh, yes, I do, actually. <laughs> yes, I do. So that happened to me today, but that's yeah. okay. It's a pretty good week when cleaning up blueberries is your low, I guess. Yeah, true. Let's see. What is something that you're excited about right now? Um, Something I'm excited about is – ooh. So every year for Valentine's Day, I do a big Galentine's brunch. I love a holiday and I love celebrating holidays with my friends, like the Christmas lights party and all the things. But we are, I was planning our Galentine's Day brunch this week and it's going to be really fun. It's, we're doing it at a restaurant here called Adele's. It's one of my favorite brunches in Nashville. If you're ever in town, check it out. But I'm really looking forward to that. It's always a fun I time. I like that. I want to, um, 
I want to plan. I was thinking about this the other day. I want to plan a little Valentine's Day. I really do love Valentine's Day. I think that, like, going off of, like, these episodes about dating and heartbreak and all this stuff, like, people are like, ew, Valentine's Day can die. Like, I love it because I just, like, yeah. I just, I don't know what it is about Valentine's Day, but I love, like, celebrating. You don't have to love, like, a man's to celebrate Valentine's Day. Like It's about celebrating love in all forms. Yeah. I, like, think I've only had a boyfriend on Valentine's Day, like, maybe twice in my life. And... I still think it's like one of my top three favorite holidays. So the last Valentine's date that I went on with an actual boyfriend, we ended up getting in a huge fight at dinner and it was the worst Valentine's day ever. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe Galentine's just the move. My friends in college, we used to do a huge Galentine's and like each bring like some random, like I would bring McDonald's fries. Someone would bring a pizza. Someone would bring like, it was just like a smorgasbord of just like junk food. We'd eat it and like just talk and like whatever. But, um, that's really awesome. Something I'm excited about. Let me think. Oh, um, I've been really getting into like the content grind lately, like TikTok and Instagram, like getting really consistent on it and like starting to see some like really awesome growth. I was seeing all these TikToks. You need to post consistently three times a day and you'll start seeing crazy growth. And I like had always seen that and not really believed it. And so I started doing it probably for like a week and a half now. I'm like, Really have seen a lot of growth. So Thursday, I'm meeting up with a really awesome photographer on the island. We're shooting some content together and just like fun stuff like that. It's like I love videography and yeah. So I'm, that's something I'm excited about because I have a few. And now my work schedule is getting a little better. Um, oh, Perry's parents are coming into town also next week and taking us out on a boat. So Ooh, just like a few things. Fun. Yeah, that I'm excited about. I think like my Perry's parents, Nicole's parents, and my parents are all coming like each month like for the next three months so it's really fun to have parents in town to get to do a lot of fun stuff my dryer is screaming right now because it's it's done makes so phallus noise anyways (laughs) um yeah there's a little bit about our week um i'm just really excited about this episode i hope that you learn as much as we did from this and we're about to be some unstoppable gals on hinge and bumble and tinder whatever your cup of tea is but we are so excited and grateful to have Alyssa Deneen join us today on Go Call Your Sister. So without further ado, welcome Alyssa to our podcast. Well, we're so excited to have you here with us today. I was just saying this earlier, but I feel like this episode goes with last week so well because maybe you've just gone through a breakup and a heartbreak and now you're healed and you're ready to get you put yourself back out there but you don't really know where to start so I'm really excited to have you on today to talk a little bit about online dating. Thank you thanks for having me. Could you tell us a little bit about your story from going from a stylist to starting style my profile? Yeah, so I was a stylist um, on photo shoots for like magazines and advertising for, um, I would say, about 15 years. And then I separated from my ex-husband and thought I might meet somebody in real life, which didn't happen. (laughs) Um, Realized pretty quickly I needed to get online and I'd never done anything like that. It was I met my ex way before Um, I mean, cell phones were just out, so we weren't even like really texting yet. So it was definitely way before all the apps and everything. And I was also the first of my married friends to get divorced. So none of them had been through it yet. 
So um, it was a huge learning curve um, for me. I mean, I had a couple single friends that, you know, but they'd been doing it for a long time. And so for them, it was kind of like, you know, I think when you have never done anything like that and you're coming in fresh, you forget like all the things that you need to know to kind of get on your feet. So they were kind of like, just just put some pictures up and write a few words, like no big deal. And I felt like there's just like all these things you needed to know and and messaging with people and all the things that you needed to, to do to connect with somebody. And even just getting to the date was like, you know, there's like a lot of steps and you kind of think you're just going to put up a few photos and then go out on a date the next day. And it just doesn't happen that way. So um, I kept thinking like during this whole process, I can't be the only, you know, divorced person going through this. Like, you know, I was in my early forties and I'm like, there must be tons of, and also just seeing a lot of divorced men on the apps too. I knew they definitely didn't know what they were doing. (laughs) So, and just coming from a fashion background, I kind of at least knew, you know, what to wear and, you know, the photos looked good and I, you know, got the hang of that pretty quickly. But um, there's a lot of men who really needed help in that area. And, um, you know, I, I, during my whole process, I was kept thinking like, there's gotta be like, so many men who could use help, you know, styling them. And I met my, finally met my partner on Tinder. And when we were talking about all this and he said the same for him, like, you know, that a lot of women's profiles also could use help in the photo area and styling. And, um, I couldn't believe that it didn't exist at the time that I started styling my profile. It, there was nothing like that. So, um, that was kind of how it all originated, but I did like two and a half years of, hardcore dating (laughs) before I met my boyfriend. So, and now we've been together for five years. Wow. That's amazing. I love that. So tell us a little bit about what you do with Style My Profile. Yeah. Well, it's evolved a bit since I first started it. It really was originally like, I'm going to, you know, help all these sort of divorced men who are newly out in the dating pool kind of revamp their look, a little bit of a mini makeover, tell them how to get their hair cut, you know, get some great photos. I have awesome photographers that I knew, Um, you know, take them shopping, get them kind of like a few great outfits, that type of thing. And it started off like that. But then, first of all, I got so many more women who are interested in working with me than men. And that's still the case, actually. Um, which is maybe unfortunate because I still think the men could use a lot of help. (laughs) But, um, and also just that I realized I was kind of, you know, for the first year or so with Style My Profile, I was kind of like getting people like up with these awesome profiles. And I'm like, okay, you know, off you go. There you go. Bye. (laughs) Like you're going to just be dating now. And I'd have people texting me later, like a month later saying like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like, what do I do about this? What do I do about this? This person asked me this, like all these questions. And I realized like, I can't just like send these people on their way and not help them throughout the the dating process, you know? So, um, so then I started date coaching as well. Wow. That's so amazing. This kind of reminds me of like a modern day version of that movie Hitch that Will Smith is in. Have you ever seen that movie? That's what I keep thinking the whole time. Yeah, when when I first started it, that's what everybody was saying. They're like, you have to rewatch that movie, and I actually have watched yeah. it a couple of times because it is, it's very much like that's like the, you know, kind of analog version <laughs> of what I'm doing. But yeah, exactly. But I think it's amazing and definitely needed. And I think that's when really great things come about is when you realize that the like there's a lack in mm-hmm. that area, like no one's doing it, yeah. and that's when people just come genius ideas. Right, right. So should everyone be on every dating app? 
Um, we saw that you have a quiz on your website to help find the best app for you. How would you match each app based on someone's personality? Um, it's not really based so much on personality, a little bit. It's mostly age, location, like where you live um, within, generally within the country, but I do have people, you know, in other countries too. But basically, like, do you live in a metropolitan area? Do you live in a rural area? Do you live in a suburb? How old are you? Um, a little bit about, like, how outgoing are you an extrovert an introvert do you mind making the first move kind of like that type of thing so um it's you know it's on the the quiz i think we have like eight apps on there so we don't have every single app that we're <laughs> that we're um guiding you to but at least it gives people like an initial like here's one that would work for you and because i usually recommend two or three actually with my clients um so this is at least gives you a starting point I think the first dating app that I ever got was when I was living in Hawaii and I got Hinge because all my friends are doing Hinge. And so I don't know if you've seen this, but I guess it came out with a new feature that you can play people's voices. So, or like, you know, record mm -hmm. a voice answer so people can hear what you sound like. And my roommate and I were walking yesterday to play tennis and she was scrolling through Hinge. We were just playing people's voice things. And it really is so entertaining yeah but it's also a great feature because you do kind of wonder like what do you what do you sound like and now you can just I know I know it. it actually is interesting to put like a face to a voice you know because a lot of times you don't yeah. know that until you're meeting in person so is there a particular dating app that you think has been the most successful or has worked the best in your experience uh, no not really not one specific one I mean I Obviously, I'm I'm partial to Tinder, <laughs> and I do know a lot of people who've met people on Tinder, um, people that they end up with like permanently or even just like, you know, a few months relationship, that type of thing. Um, so I feel like if you're what I say to people is if you're willing to, you know, weed out a lot of people, I mean, because if you, either of you have been on Tinder, you know, it's just like endless, just especially in cities, it's just like there's endless amounts of people and you know, there's a lot of like married people and the people that are into, you know, BDSM and there's people and, you know, and if you're into that, fine. But like, there's a lot of people that you need to maybe weed out that aren't for you. But I think if you're willing to put the time in, I actually feel like Tinder is great in the sense that there's a huge quantity of people, but also like people are really active on Tinder, you know, because there's other apps that are a little more passive, you know, like something like the league or, you know, where you, you're fed a few people a day. And if you don't, both match with each other. You kind of have to wait till the next day. And there's not a lot, like it's a great app in some ways, but then there's like a lot of, you lose some momentum, I guess. So Tinder is great because, you know, you're swiping and you match with somebody and you could start chatting with them right away. You know, whereas I think a lot of apps like match too, people like don't check it every day. And, you know, you could send someone a message and not hear back from them for a week. And <laughs> so um, I just, I like the immediate gratification of Tinder. And things like Bumble, I like, I think more people use Bumble, I feel like, to find friends. I know a lot of people here have found, like, a, their best friend from Bumble, just, like, because you can switch between, mm -hmm. like, Bumble BFF and dating. But making the first move, I this might just be me, but it makes me nervous. Like, I don't, I'm not, like, a first mover. I don't ever know what to say. I know. And I actually, that's something I talk with about my, fem with my female clients. It's, like, you, you do have to be willing to do that. I actually personally didn't love Bumble for that reason. I wasn't good about, a, a, like, it would put a lot of pressure on me, I guess, to, like, respond within 24 hours. And 
what am I going to say? And, you know, I just, for me, it wasn't, it was a little bit out of my comfort zone. I mean, I obviously got used to it and I still used it, but, you know, a lot of people, a lot of women don't feel comfortable writing first. So you have to really feel comfortable with that. Okay. So you went on almost a hundred dates in two years. How was that? Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, honestly, my first reaction is it, it was super fun. I mean, there was definitely like a few times where it was a slog and it was like, ugh, you know, I can't believe I'm still doing this and I'm going out on yet another date. But I, I love meeting new people and I love finding out about, you know, people's lives and their past. And um, so for me, I just went into it and I actually talked to a couple of other, I've inter- been interviewing people um, myself just to kind of talk about like success stories and things like that. And this other date, she's actually a divorce coach and she met her husband online too. And she said, she started going into it like, you know, sort of a, trying to look at it in an exciting way. Like, who am I going to meet tonight? And where are we going to go? And like, you know, I wonder what's going to happen kind of thing. Um, And I think if you, you know, I know a lot of women come to me after online dating for a while and they're just so frustrated and like tired of it. And um, half the battle is just trying to keep a good attitude about it. And I know it's hard. I'm not saying that it is hard. Um, But I think that if you can do that, it just makes it so much more enjoyable. Instead of going into every date, you know, I even have a couple of friends that are online dating and like every date is just like, oh, well, here I go again. We'll see what happens this time, you know, and, and I get it. But it's also like you really do have to keep a positive attitude because it, it does, you know, people can pick up on that, too. Yeah. Going into something, no, like already dreading it before it yeah. began. But so out of the all of the dates, what was like the your favorite date, like the best place you ever went. I feel like my favorite thing about going on dates is like you get to experience something that you wouldn't just go and do by yourself. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, a couple of times somebody, you know, on a second or third date, somebody would be like, I got tickets to see a show or like a comedy show or something that I wouldn't have normally done. Those were always fun, like second or third dates for sure. Um, but I've, you know, my definitely my best date ever was with my boyfriend. But I, you know, I don't know if you know this about my story, but it took us four dates before I I liked him. Like it was like, I liked him as a person. I thought he was a nice guy. He was really like, really sweet and funny and all the things, but I didn't feel like an attraction yet. But I kept going out with him because, well, he kept asking, but also it was like, I kept thinking like, okay, you know, I definitely want to be friends with him regardless. So I'm just going to go out with him again and see what happens. And of course, you know, he jokes around now. He's like, you know, cause I wouldn't give him a kiss. And he's like, what's going on? Like, why won't she, you know, what's happening? Um, so our fourth date is when um, I really fell for him and it might've had something to do with, <laughs> maybe it had something to do with the fact that I actually met him in London. He was in London for work and I met him there and we went out that afternoon basically I got in there in the morning and it was like all of a sudden it just clicked and I don't know if it was because we were both like more relaxed and sort of on a in vacation mode or we we're just in a new city or what it was but we saw each other in a different <clears throat> a different way and um it really did like accelerate things you know and by and then we ended up spending the weekend together and by the end of the weekend it was like we were totally like knew we were going to be together so, um, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So that's definitely my best date. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when you have an experience together, like travel, it just instantly makes you yeah. closer. Um, but were there any dates that were especially bad? Um, 
I will definitely, I had a couple of people that, you know, I got catfished a couple of times where you show up and you're like, that's not the person that <laughs> was in the photos. Um, whether it was like, you know, like one guy, he was like 25 years older than his photo. I swear. I mean, maybe he wasn't, but he looked 25 years older and, um, you know, and definitely was like not fit. Like he was in his photos and, you know, it was all those things. And I, I remember it was one of my I was pretty new and I didn't know the rule that you should just meet like for coffee or a drink. And so I met him for brunch. <laughs> it was like, I showed up and I remember being like, oh my God, what did I do? I have to sit here for an hour <laughs> and eat breakfast with this guy. <laughs> and he was very nice and everything. It was fine. But I remember just the whole time just being like, well, that was a lesson learned. You know, definitely don't go for a full meal with somebody until, <laughs> until you've met them more than once. <laughs> Um, but yes. as far as like kind of, you know, the weirdos or whatever, um, I, I had, well, I had one guy that we went out on a first date and he seemed actually really great and, you know, smart and funny and all the things. And, um, and he asked me out on a second date and, um, and we definitely had like some chemistry going on, but he asked me on a second date. And after I said yes, then he was like, starting to sex with me and like right away, like kind of jumped into this like sexting thing. And, um, and not, I'm not going to lie. Like I was like, okay, you know, I guess he wants, he's really attracted to me. That's great. You know, I'm attracted to him. Awesome. But then as the lead up came to the, to the weekend, um, we were going to go out. He, he was like, I got some Molly and, you know, I think we should, let's do Molly on Saturday night. And I was like, I just met you. <laughs> like, I don't even know you. And, um, and he knew nothing about like my history in that area, like nothing, you know, I mean, like, it's just weird to kind of come out with to somebody that you don't know and suggest doing like a major drug. <laughs> so I was like, well, I have kids and I have to like pick them up the next morning and it's probably not a great idea. And I don't even know you. And he got super, super angry and defensive and like actually started to harass me. And as I say, like he was the only person I had to block out of like anyone the whole two and a half years. So, um, wow. which I think is pretty good. Like out of all those people, only one person. Yeah. What? <laughs> One is not bad, but yeah. dating red flag, if they start introducing drugs right away. <laughs> right away. Step yeah. back. Like at least let's get to know Noted. each other. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so what are your top what are your top three tips for creating a killer online dating profile? Well, obviously, you know, photos are the the no brainer. And, you know, if you can't hire somebody to take them for you, which I get. And first of all, if you are going to hire a photographer to take your, your profile photos, make sure it's somebody that actually does that. Because if you hire just like a regular, like a portrait photographer, or wedding photographer, somebody else, they don't know how to take a profile photo. Like they're going to do a posy, you know, photo that looks like a portrait or like a, you know, a headshot for, a, <laughs> for your, um, you know, acting career. So I LinkedIn, bye. Yeah, yeah, LinkedIn, even worse. Um, so I always say like, make sure the person ac can show you dating profiles that they've photographed because it's really important. Um, but if not, I always say like, you know, I, these days, like, you know, most people have, you know, for my older clients, I say like, ask one of your kids or your niece or something like ask somebody who knows what they're doing and could take some good photos and is willing to put in like a couple of hours with you um, and take a lot of photos. And it just takes practice. Um, 
And, and then as far as your bio, I mean, you know, the most, the more original, the better, because people see the same things over and over again. And if you, you know, you know that from being online, it's like, you just really see the same things over and over again. It's like, I, you know, I love yoga and red wine and I, you know, I am like, you know, whatever. I mean, it's like you start to see the same things for men and women. So just really getting, you know, unique thinking outside the box, you know, thinking about the most unique things about you and really, you know, putting some effort into it, I guess. I think that a lot of people, especially my older clients, don't put a huge effort into writing their bio because they've, you know, they don't know sort of the nuances. And I think, you know, when you're in your 20s and 30s and you've grown up with online dating, you kind of know, you know, what to write and what not to write, right? So it's, um, or run it by a friend, if nothing else, like have somebody read it for you and tell you if it sounds okay and if it sounds authentic and true to you. So that's huge. Um, Another thing, you know, is just to make sure you're really um, paying attention to all the, the, you know, a lot of people forget to like change the age range or the, the distance that you're willing to go or like all the kind of, or like whether you want kids or not, or you're willing to, you know, have more kids, all those things. I think people like sort of dismiss those as not that important. And they are. And I think it really can, you know, weed out people that wouldn't be a good match for you. It might be helpful to even have a friend write your bio for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Even better. (laughs) In fact, one of my, when I work with a client, I send them a questionnaire um, just to find out, you know, kind of basic, not even just basic things about them and like hobbies and interests and qualities and personality traits. And um, one of the things I say is, what are, what would you, how would your friends and family describe you? Um, and a lot of people do end up like, I mean, I encourage people to ask friends and family, um, because it is sometimes different than how you describe yourself. Um, so that's huge. Yeah, definitely a friend would be great. Yeah. I feel like it's easier to talk about someone that's not you, you know, mm-hmm. I think like I could go write my roommate's bio like that. And then if I was sitting right mine, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have clients That's that are, a great tip. I, if I have clients that are writers, you know, like I live in New York, there's a ton of writers who can't write about themselves. They, and they even say that they're like, I give up. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> so it's, it is hard. It's like, does it, doesn't matter how much experience you have, but um, yeah, definitely having a friend would be great or a roommate even better. Do you know on average how many clients you've helped find like their forever person or like a long-term partner? No, I mean, I know a lot of people that have met like long-term partners and, and, and then, you know, and they actually come back to me and say, you know, it didn't work out in the end, but now I'm back out there. But I think that's even encouraging to people is when they have, you know, a good relationship under their belts, um, even if it ended, you know, just knowing that it can work and not getting discouraged because I think you hear so many, you just hear so many negative things about online dating from social media. And I mean, like you've heard the whole like thing about West Elm Caleb right now. <laughs> Have you guys heard that story? Oh my yes, God. My friend's sister actually matched no with him. No way. Oh my God. I mean, that's, I, but I was telling my boyfriend about it. Wait, last I have night. not, like, I have like not heard of this. Guy? Oh, he's, he's this guy. It's been in the news. If you want Google him, West Elm Caleb, um, he, he'll come up right away. But basically this girl did a TikTok about how that, and she described him. And I guess he's, he's six, four and has a mustache and is a furniture designer, which is pretty specific. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of those in New York, but 
you know, to the point where like people did know who, she, and apparently he loves, love bombs these girls, these women, and like tells them all the things and then just completely ghosts them. And like overlap, like apparently he was seeing one girl for more than just a date or two and was like dating her for a while. And he was like continuing to go out on dates with all these other women who really thought they, he really cared about them and really liked them. And they all had the same story. Um, but as I, like, when I was telling my boyfriend that he was like, I feel like there's like tons of guys like that. And I was like, yeah, there are, there are a lot. I feel like it just basically exposed what has been happening to women for decades, you know, um, with data, whether it's online or not. I mean, men used to do that way before online dating. So, um, I mean, it's basically the modern equivalent of John Tucker must die. Yeah, 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 that's true, actually. Um, yeah, they really are, like, taking him down. Um, but anyway, uh, it's interesting. But, yeah, so you hear so many negative things about online dating, and I think, you know, I think that's what prevents a lot of people from even trying it. Um, and, and that's in any age, too. I mean, I have clients coming to me who are, you know, even in their, like, 20s and 30s that have heard, you know, maybe they were in a long-term relationship or whatever, and they're new to, to being single. And they've just heard so many horror stories from their friends and in the media that they just don't even want to try it. But I feel like what I always say to people is, I think that it's just that those are the more fun and interesting things to talk about. You know, there's plenty of, as I call it, like a fine date, you know, like nothing happens, but nothing, yeah. like nothing's great, nothing's bad. Yeah, and it's just like, so true. nice to meet you. <laughs> You know, and it's like, that's boring to talk about, right. you know, so why would you only hear about the people that get married from Tinder or from online dating, or you get to hear about the people that, you know, never meet anybody and, and it's like a slog and it's horrible yeah. and you hear all their, you know, trials. My thing is like, you just never know who you're going to meet through it. Like I was having this conversation last night with my roommate, but she matched with the guy on Hinge, I think, and they're going to get drinks on Wednesday. And she was like, I don't know, like, he's really not my type. And I was like, just go. Like, you don't know who his best friend might be or, you know, the group of guys he hangs out with. So. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, you know, sometimes a lot of people think that someone's not their type and then they meet them in person and their personality, you know, changes everything. And I, I've seen that happen and it's happened to me. And I feel like you can't, I mean, it's so hard you know, obviously, you're not going to go out with every single person that you match with. Um, but you know, I feel like it's just so hard to tell sometimes just from some photos and bio and maybe some messaging. And really, it's just about getting to the in person date and just seeing what happens. Yeah. And I feel like it also kind of differs on age range, because like, I'm 22. So I feel like a problem that I see a lot on these dating apps is like a lot of people are just there because they want like a casual casual hookup or something like that so I think like depending mm -hmm. on how old you are really also dictates the experience that you're going to have on there in a way absolutely yeah oh for sure I'm, I'm I'm sure like a lot of people in their early 20s aren't as you know they're not into finding like their soulmate yet you yeah. know they're more just looking to have fun which is fine yeah. too but yeah depends on what you what you want and that's kind of a good thing that I feel like we've talked about about this before but you know I moved to Hawaii and I didn't know a ton of people I didn't know any guys at all and just kind of getting on dating apps and meeting people that way if anything is just a way to make friends and like go on adventures and mm -hmm. see parts of like the island I didn't I never seen before yeah. so yeah it doesn't always have to be 
with the goal of meeting like a long-term partner. It could just be to meet a best friend or. Right. No, I, I know. And actually I talk about that in my book. I said, you know, I saw different neighborhoods that I had never been to. I went to restaurants I never would have gone to before. I saw some shows that I never would have gone to. And I made some friends. You know, I, I actually, a couple of the guys I went out with were still in touch, you know? So I just feel like, yeah, you never know what, what's going to happen and like, you know, it could be their best friend that you end up meeting or, you know, it, it, you never know. And I think it's always worth meeting people in real in real life. So going off of that, what do you think is the number one misconception that you hear about online dating? Um, that it's all horrible. <laughs> Back to what I was just saying, like, yeah. it really is the number one misconception. And, you know, and it, and it really isn't. And there's plenty of, of decent people out there. And there's plenty of people like you and me and everything in between. And I think that, you know, really, you just hear so much about all the kind of freaky weirdos and, <laughs> and the assholes and whatever. But you know, you don't get it's not just that it really isn't. For sure. So you're on the app, you've taken your quiz, you're doing all the things. What are your top three favorite or best conversation starters? I think that's the hardest part is just like getting it flowing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I actually, we, um, my team and I put together a, a, like a, an opening lines tip sheet that we give to all of my um, clients. And um, we came up with some good ones, I have to say, because <laughs> it's like things that I feel like are are good for any age. And anyway, one of them is what would be the name of your memoir? Ooh. And um, actually one of my, yeah, which I think is so cute because people can really get creative with it. And one of my team members was like, she did like the example, we do examples for each one and she did. <clears throat> mine would be, um, instead of untamed, mine would be very tame. <laughs> which I thought was cute, which says a lot about, you know, like a person in just that like little bit of information. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, obviously. Um, and another one is, um, Oh, describe yourself in five emojis, oh, I love that one. which is also I a really fun that. one. Yeah. It's a really good one. And again, people get like f funny with it. And, um, and also just like trying to decipher what, you know, what it means, what each emoji could mean. Um, and then another one is, oh, like another good one is it could be like highs and lows of the week, you know, highs and lows of, of the, you know, quarantine, whatever, like whatever it is that's kind of relevant, but like highs and lows of the day even. But, um, and that gets people like, it just gets the conversation going. Who doesn't want to talk about themselves yeah. in, in that way? You know, like, well, this is what I did today and this is bad and this is good. And, you know as long as they then prompt you. That can lead into so many other conversations. Like we always start the yeah. podcast with our high and low of the week and it always, you know, leads into something else. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think really any of those I think can lead into, you know, other, other conversations for sure. Um, but the most important thing is to make sure that with each, you know, each message that you're writing back is that you then ask them another question. Because otherwise, like people, it falls flat. And I've seen it on both sides, like where someone comes to me and they're like, well, I asked this and then he just answered and then didn't ask me anything else. So now I'm like, do I have to say something? But I get like, because he answered my question. So that part of the conversation is done. So do I look like I'm like chasing him if I'm asking the next question? Um, and it happens to men too. I'm like, I think men are 
sorry to generalize, but they're worse about keeping the conversation going. I think women have to do that a lot more, which is annoying, but true. Um, so I think that it's just, you know, a lot of women like question whether they should, you know, reinitiate the conversation after it kind of like fell flat. Um, and I think, you know, I always say like, give it another try and see, but it's challenging. <laughs> yeah. I feel like all of those conversation starters tell a little bit about the person. So as, you know, as long as you're asking something that like, you know, I'm, if I'm going to describe myself in five emojis, you might learn like, you know, oh, she's this, this, and this. So just learning from each, yeah. from each question is how yeah. I think you'll get to know each other a lot faster than like, hey, what's up? Nothing. Yeah, no, I mean, and everybody's seen the same. How are you? How was your weekend? What are you doing this weekend? Like, I mean, even that, I guess, is a little better. But it's just the same thing over and over again in just different ways. But yeah, I mean, and you could even do like categories, like describe yourself in five emojis, like food, you know, activity or like whatever sport, you know, whatever, like your mood, you know, you could do something for each, you know, category it would be cute. So I love that. So tell us about your book, The Art of Online Dating. How did this come about and who should read this? Um, I, well, I feel like actually, you know, I feel like everybody should read it, but um, it really is. I've actually had, you know, cause it's definitely written more towards a woman, but I think that even men, I've had men come to me say, this is actually a great read because I feel like now I see kind of the other side of what's going on because, you know, let's face it, like it is a little bit of a mystery for both. And I'm talking about for hetero, you know, situations like both men and women, they're, they're seeing things so differently. And I think a lot of men have read it and said, like, it just gave them a new perspective on what kind of women are feeling and seeing on the other side. Um, so, but yeah, I really wrote this book as like a, a guidebook to, you know, as I said, it was like a huge learning curve for me. And I feel like this book basically takes that away for people. <laughs> so you can kind of just get to the actual dating part. Like, you know, you've got your you know, you've got your photo chapter, you've got your bio chapter, you've got your style chapter, you know, and your messaging. And then you're kind of like ready to go. And it kind of like preps you in all the areas. And then you can, you know, just get out there rather than like, kind of figuring it all out like I did. <laughs> so it really is like a guidebook for, for people. I feel like everyone should read that. That's so yeah. helpful. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. It's like you should get a little badge on the app. Like I've read the book. So I'm easier to match with. <laughs> oh yeah, that's such a cute idea. I love that. Um, yeah, no, I th I actually have had a few divorced women like reach out to me saying, "Oh my god, I'm you know I'm new to online dating and I I go out on dates and I like come back and like check with your book like okay that's I did that <laughs> I did that okay now I'm gonna I'm gonna go out with him a second time even though I wasn't sure if I liked him oh, you know yeah. all those things um so I love that I feel like you know I love the fact that it's helping people and it's you know that's what I it's what I wish I had honestly um back then so I I feel like I'm so happy that it's helping people it's hard to navigate online dating so this is much needed Yes. And then yeah. tell us a little bit about your courses that you offer online for people. As well. Yeah. So, um, well, I have a webinar, which is, you know, it's really for people that are like just starting out. Um, but it's, you know, kind of a, also a guide, yeah, like a self paced, it's really designed to be like a 12 week course, but it's, you know, you can just download them whenever you want. And it has a whole dating diary that you 
go along with each um, kind of uh, with each week. And um, it really is like a step by step, like, you know, how to how to let someone down, like what to say and how to, you know, what should you wear and, you know, kind of all the things that you'd be thinking of leading up to starting online dating. So, um, yeah, so that one's great. And then that's called Mindful Dating 101. Um, and it's really, you know, it's to approach dating in a more intentional way. And, you know, and, and I think, you know, we all, I think on some level, people think, I'm just going to throw a few photos up there and write a few words and just sit back and wait and see what happens. <laughs> but you have to be so proactive on, on dating apps. And this really preps you for all of that. Um, and then I have a group workshop, which is great for people that have maybe been doing online dating for a while and are really sick of it and need some like group encouragement. And it's great because so far it's been all women, but I would love to have a men's a men's group as well. But um, it's like you're really like sharing stories and supporting each other and like encouraging each other. And it kind of keeps you motivated and kind of like being cheerleaders for each other. Um, and that one's really fun. I love that. And that's six weeks. Um, and then I have a membership, which is um, we have like, you know, celebrity makeup artists. And I have a, um, a, a body language expert and a manifestation expert and all the like things that maybe would help you on dating in some way or another. Um, and then it also, you get, um, access to the mindful dating and you get access to all my discounts for online shopping. <laughs> um, so that's a great one too. Yeah. If people wanted to work with you, how would they go about that? And what, what kind of do you do different levels or how does that work? Yeah, I do. They can go to my website and, um, fill out a consultation form and it goes right to my email and I write you back right away and we make an, a consultation appointment and then we see if it's a good fit and yeah and it's kind of different levels of like you know just kind of helping you with your profile getting that up and running or doing a like we have this thing called profile in a day where we do like a whole photo shoot with celebrity hair and makeup and an amazing photographer and we write your bio right then and there and it's like you show up that morning and you leave with two fully done profiles where you're like walking out the door swiping away <laughs> yeah wow, so that's, that's really so fun amazing. yeah Do you shop for people too if they need help mm -hmm. yeah i mean i don't have as much time to be doing that anymore but i will i do do that um for some clients and you know especially if they feel like they really need like a kind of a makeover feel and you know a refresh and it's so much you know, about how confident you feel in mm -hmm. yourself. You know, I really love, I want people to feel like they're going out on their dates feeling really confident. And like, part of that is like, you know, look good, feel good, that whole thing. It's, it is real, you know. You kind of touched on this, but I'm very curious about this one. So what's the best way to let someone know you're not interested in them without hurting their feelings or feeling like you ghosted them? So I think people have a hard time with that. So I actually love that you asked that question because this one's so important to me um, because I'm really like I, an anti-ghoster. And I feel like even even after one date, you know, I mean, no one's a pro-ghoster. I know that. But like, I feel like even after one date, if you're not interested, even just sending a friendly text and even if the person wasn't even interested, they still appreciate just having that like final, you know, 
finalization of it. Um, and it happened to me, um, like I would say maybe within the first six months or so that I was uh, um, dating and, um, I went out with this guy and I actually thought we, <laughs> I actually thought we had a good time and I was somewhat, I was semi interested. I didn't really know, but, um, the next morning he wrote me this text and I was like, Oh my God, like what a grown up!" Like, I just felt so appreciative. He was like, I had such a great time. Like I loved t- chatting with you about blah, 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 whatever it was. Um, I don't think uh, it were a romantic match, but I'd love to, you know, hope to see you in the neighborhood. Na- we actually lived in the same neighborhood. So he's like, hope to see you in the neighborhood you know, good luck with everything. It was very, it was very nice, very friendly. And I was so glad he sent it. And I was like, I'm going to do that every time. (laughs) So it just, and it, and it really feel, makes you feel so much better too. Cause you're like, you know, you're being the one who's like offering that to somebody like, you know, it, it really is a gift. It's like, no one's questioning anything. No one's wondering how you're feeling. It's just, it's out there and you did it in the nicest way. And I think mostly why ghosting happens is because people are like afraid to let someone down, you know? And I think so many people would much rather have you just say it than just let it, you know, kind of linger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that's the hardest thing for me is just saying like, it's like, you know, you know, you're not a good match and you're not going to be together forever, but just having to say, I think... I feel like it's more, it's harder for you than it is for them. Like, you know, they see oh, absolutely. it, they like, okay, great. And then you're typing out yeah. like agony. Yeah, no, completely. It's like, that's what I mean. I'm like, I'm sure like for me, that meant so much to me. And then I was like, oh, you know, I forgot about it. You know, I mean, obviously I didn't forget about it because it really meant a lot, but like, I didn't, it wasn't like, I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so rejected. It was like, oh, I'm so relieved. Like, okay, that's done next, (laughs) you know, and it was, and then when I was doing it for other people, I feel like they felt the same way. Mm -hmm. So something that we like to end with two things actually, but is there a mantra or an affirmation that you are currently living by right now? Um, Yeah, actually it's um, not everyone's going to like you. (laughs) And and in my case right now, yeah. And it's like, you know, just putting out a book, it was like so nerve wracking, like, oh my God, what if it gets, you know, bad reviews or what if it doesn't, you know, whatever, it's like, no one likes it and all the things. And I, you know, I just finally got to this point where it's like, it's okay. Like, I feel really good about it. And it's obviously going to help some people. So it's fine. And that actually, I feel like that mantra actually carries over a lot into dating too. It's like, not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. And I know it's like all about our egos and it's so, I mean, you know, anytime you get rejected, even if it's, I remember one time this guy that I didn't even like, he didn't call me and I messaged him like a week later, like what happened? And I didn't even care, but I just felt so rejected. And he was like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I don't think we're a good match. And I was like, you know, it just feels like so, um, it's so hard to get rejected. And I think everybody feels that way. And I think just trying to remember that, like, you're not going to be for everybody. And that's okay. Someone told me the other day, they said, you don't have to be everything for everybody. And I was like, you know what? I don't. It was so freeing to hear. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And you don't have to make everybody like you. (laughs) That's yeah, it's really okay. I was just having that conversation with someone the other day as well. I was talking about how you know, yeah, not everyone's gonna like you. And they're like, oh, well, maybe they're just this. Or may-. And I'm like, no, sometimes you just don't like someone. And yeah, it's not like you yeah, and them. it's okay. 
but it's fine. Yeah. And I think that's a, a good thing to realize and just know that keep trying, especially if you're on the dating apps and you're kind of feeling like, oh, I'm having, you know, hopefully this episode gives people a little bit of hope in that area that yeah. as long as you keep yeah. going. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, and I think that that's part of it too, especially like in, in my group workshops and just working with clients is that so much of it is just also wanting to feel like you're not the only person experiencing things, you know, like everyone feels like, you know, they're the only ones who's, who's getting rejected all the time. And everyone feels like they're the only one who's not matching with people, you know, for a week or whatever. It's like, everybody feels the same things happen to them on online dating. It's like, no one's, everyone's been ghosted, like literally everybody. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are and how old you are. It doesn't, any age it's, it's happened to everybody. So I think that's super helpful for people just to feel like validated and like, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. And the more you put yourself out there, the easier it is to let those things slide off. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Exactly. All right. So the last thing that we like to end each episode with is a would you rather question. Okay. But we're switching it up this week. We're going we're gonna to let this be an open-ended question. So if you could star in any romantic comedy, which one would you choose and why? <sighs> Oh my god! Oh, that's a tough one. Um, Do you have yours oh already, Allie? I feel like you already have yours. Um, I need to think about it for a second. I think this is kind of like off the wall. I'll go ahead and say mine, but I've I've been thinking about it a lot because I went to a cafe the other day that really reminded me of Fifty First Dates. Like it was like almost the same vibe in Hawaii. Uh huh. I love that movie. And I was like, I love that movie. And it was just, I, so I went and rewatched it the other night. Cause I was like, Oh, I feel like I was like kind of in the movie the other day. And like, just how he tries so hard. And like he, you know, every day he goes to the greatest length to like, let this girl know that he loves her. So like, I, I think I would like to start that movie. I wouldn't want to have like a brain injury where I was forgetting things, but just like, you know, how sweet that is to see someone put in that much effort. The lengths that he went to to make exactly. her happy. I know. And they're in Hawaii. And so I, was just, I think that I might pick that one for right now. That's a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. I think I would have to go with Pretty Woman minus the prostitution part. But I love uh, <laughs> how she just got to stay in the penthouse um, and got treated so well. He took her shopping. She took a bath. I don't know. I just, I love that movie and I love Joy Roberts. So I'd go with that one. I love that movie. Too. I know. I, I love her too. I love her. Um, I guess, you know what? I, I always, I mean, I know it was like a tortured thing, but I, I always loved um, when Harry met Sally. Oh, yes. I, love that one. I know that it took them a while to like figure it out and they both like had other relationships and everything. But the end is just so, I just love that they ended up like they were best friends who really were meant to be together. I love yeah. that. That's such a good story. Yeah. It never gets old. That's one of Allie's. I know. It really doesn't. I know. I, I could watch that over and over I'm surprised again. I didn't say that one, but I love yeah, that me one too. too. Every time we are about to watch a movie, Allie's like, have you ever seen When Harry Met Sally? I'm like, yes. Seven times with you already, but okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like this episode, I learned a lot. Like I cannot wait to go in there and tell Grace like, okay, this is what we need to start doing on Hinge. 
today. <laughs> so I feel like I learned a lot. I love that. I love Hopefully that. Hopefully people listening, I feel like this could help any age, you know, from like oh, yeah. to older people. So yeah, but thank you. Well, Alyssa, it was so great to meet you and thank you yeah, and you best too. of luck with your book and we Thanks. can't wait to yes. follow you and cheer you along. Thank we you. We will link everything and all of your courses in the show notes. So. Oh, great. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you.